Hi, my name is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast of the New Testament. I'll be using as the text the King James Version, along with the Joseph Smith Translation. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll also be using quotes from general authorities of the Church, the Apostles and Prophets, and BYU professors and others, and uh, every word out of the Scriptures themselves. So if you're ready for a really detailed analysis of the New Testament, you've come to the right place. Welcome. Hi there, welcome back. This is going to be for Acts chapter 8. These next chapters uh, begin the missionary work to the rest of the world. Prior to this time, the gospel was preached only around Jerusalem. So um, I'll read the heading. Saul persecutes the church, uh, Philip's ministry in Samaria. He works miracles and baptizes men and women. Peter and John come to Samaria and confer the gift of the Holy Ghost by the laying on of hands. Simon seeks to buy this gift and is rebuked by Peter. Philip preaches Christ and baptizes an Ethiopian eunuch. Alrighty, verse 1. And Saul was consenting unto his, Stephen's death, and at the time... At that time was a great persecuting was a great persecution there was a great persecution against the church which was at Jerusalem and they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria except the apostles and devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him devout men are usually regarded by new testament scholars as greeks who were favorable to judaism but not actual proselytes being buried by them suggests something of Stephen's hellenistic background that was by Manseel, so perhaps Stephen was actually a Greek, um, but but joined the church. Verse 3, as for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house, and hailing men and women, committed them to prison. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere, preaching the word. Persecution caused the scattering, even though in inconvenience, they preached the gospel where they could. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. Philip only held the Aaronic priesthood. Remember, this is Philip who was also with Stephen. And yet Philip, magnifying his calling, casts out devils, commands the lame to leap and the sick to rise from their beds of affliction. Miracles are wrought by the power of faith, and a righteous man need not hold the Melchizedek priesthood to have power and influence with his creator. As Joseph Smith said, if a priest understands his duty, his calling and ministry, and preaches by the Holy Ghost, his enjoyment is as great as if he were one of the presidency. Wilford Woodruff said, I desire to impress upon you the fact that it does not make any difference whether a man is a priest or an apostle if he magnifies his calling. A priest holds the key of the ministering of angels. Never in my life as an apostle, as a seventy, or as an elder have I ever had more of the protection of the Lord than while holding the office of a priest. The Lord revealed to me by visions, by revelation, and by the Holy Ghost many many things that lay before me. All priesthood is Melchizedek, but there are different portions or degrees of it. The priesthood bestowed in the temple is the same priesthood given by the laying on of hands, but it is a fullness of that authority and embraces all other authorities, appendages, and offices. That was by Joseph Smith. It is a precept of the church that women of the church share the authority of the priesthood with their husbands, actual or prospective, and therefore women, whether taking the endowment for themselves or for the dead, are not ordained to specific rank in the priesthood. Nevertheless, there is no grade, rank, or phase of the temple endowment to which women are not eligible on an equality with men. That was by James E. Talmadge. If a woman is is requested to lay hands on the sick with her husband or with any other officer holding the Melchizedek priesthood, she may do so with proper propriety. 
uncommon thing for a man and wife unitedly to administer to their children, and the husband being mouth, he may properly say out of out of courtesy by authority of the holy priesthood in us vested. And that was by Joseph F. Smith, and that was back in 1907. Today the direction is different. Uh, Elder Oaks made it gave a talk where he said that uh, priesthood blessings are to be given by the brethren and not by the sisters. Verse 6, And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies that were, and that were lame were healed. The distinction between the power of the Aaronic and the Melchizedek priesthoods is illustrated in Philip's preaching and baptizing at Samaria. But it was Peter and John, not Philip, who conferred the gift of the Holy Ghost. In the case of Philip, when he went down to Samaria... When he was under the spirit of Elias, he baptized both men and women. When Peter and John heard of it, they went down and laid hands upon them, and they received the Holy Ghost. Verse 8, And there was great joy in that city, but there was a certain man named Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one, to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the great power of God. And to him they had regard, because that a long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Then Simon himself believed also, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. In other words, he was amazed or astonished. Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who, when they were come down and prayed for them, that they might receive the Holy Ghost, for as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only that they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hand, they, their hands on them, and, re, and they received the Holy Ghost. And when Simon saw that through laying on of the apostles' hands the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me also this power, that on whomsoever I lay hands may he may receive the Holy Ghost. But Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent therefore of this thy wickedness, and pray God if, he, if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. For I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. Then answered Simon and said, Pray ye to the Lord for me, that none of these things which ye have spoken come upon me. And they, when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, Lord returned to Jerusalem and preached the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure, and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, read, read Esaias the prophet. That's Isaiah that he's reading from. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him, and heard him read the prophet Esaias, and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I? Isn't that the situation that we're all in when we read Isaiah? Kind of, uh, we don't understand quite what he's saying. Except some man should guide me, and he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this, He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. He's reading from Isaiah chapter 53. This chapter is also quoted and then explained by Abinadi in Mosiah chapters 14 and 15. 
And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speakest the prophet, this of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came into a certain unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. So he was conveyed by the Spirit out of the out of his presence there and went a different way. Verse 40, But Philip was found at Azotus, and passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. So anyway, that's the story of Philip, and that's the end of the chapter, and we'll see you next time. Bye.